Today we celebrate Gaudate Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. Historically, though, Advent, as a penitential season, is much like the preparation season that we have of the season of Lent. In fact, originally, before the Roman calendar was changed, there was a 40-day time of repentance and preparation of Advent before it was shortened down to the four weeks of Advent. And it, was, it would be called St. Martin's Lent because it was a 40-day Lent, Lenten-type period that began with the Feast of St. Martin. We shortened it down, but just like with the season of Lent, how uh, halfway through the season of Lent we have Laetare Sunday where we wear the rose vestment, so too halfway through the season of Advent do we have the rose vestment that we wear here at Mass. Now, you may ask, Father, why do you call that rose? That looks very, very pink to me, to which I give you the worst dad joke ever. We wear rose, we don't wear pink. Because Jesus did not pink from the dead, he rose from the dead. As I said, worst dad joke you will ever hear, but it's very pertinent for today. And so as we get into this season of Advent, we're halfway through, we're just two short weeks from the celebration of the Nativity of Christ at Christmas, what is it that the Lord is calling us to focus on today? He's calling us to focus on joy. And how do we find joy? It's difficult in our world many times today. We see death, we see destruction, we see turmoil, we see despair, we see negativity surrounding us everywhere. Where do we find joy? Well, joy is present there, my brothers and sisters, every moment of every day. When we see it, when we focus on it, when we're intentional about finding those moments of joy, finding those accidents of life that give us something more than the world wants us to believe in. And Christ talks about that in today's gospel when John the Baptist, the voice crying out in the wilderness we heard of last week from St. Matthew's gospel, sends his disciples to meet this Christ, this Jesus, and to figure out who he is. And it's no accident Jesus' response to him. As normal, he doesn't give them a straight-out answer. He doesn't say, yes, look at me, I'm Jesus, I'm the Christ. What does he say to them? Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Now, most of us are not scripture scholars, so we don't know why he would have used that as his response. But Jesus is a scripture scholar because, well, he wrote them, as did his father. And any time that Christ quotes scripture, he tends to quote specifically the book of the prophet Isaiah. Because the prophet Isaiah, known as the prophet in the Old Testament, most of his prophecies were about the coming of the Messiah. And so when Jesus claims those prophecies being about himself, what he's saying is, it was foretold that this would happen, that is who I am. As Christ said, he did not come to abolish the law or the prophets, he came to fulfill them. And so we see one of those fulfillments in today's gospel from St. Matthew, where he says, 
All of these things are happening, and these things were prophesied to happen through the Messiah, through the Savior. And so we see then in the person of Jesus Christ an opportunity for hope, a sign to us in our lives that joy does exist in the world, that miracles do happen. And you may say to me, but Father, this was 2,000 years ago. What miracles are happening today? They are everywhere. In fact, we had a miracle happen in our parish just a few weeks ago. I went to go anoint one of our parishioners in the hospital who was pregnant, didn't think she would be able to give birth, 24 weeks along. Went to the hospital, she was worried, she was concerned. They were told her she'd have to be there for another 10 weeks. Two days later, she gave birth. And the child is alive. If that's not a modern miracle, I don't know what is. And that's one of a plethora of different opportunities that the Lord wants to show us in our lives that hope does exist, that joy is present. But we have to get through the crud of the world. We have to take sin out of our lives and see where the Lord is seeking us so that we can truly find him. Because he can be found so many ways and in so many places in our lives if we just stop and take a look back. Many times it's where we didn't plan to meet him. It's one of those where we plan things out perfectly and the Lord kind of looks at us and he laughs and he says, bless your heart, they're there. This is how it's actually going to happen and it's going to be better in the long run, I promise you. When we have faith in the Lord, he gives us what it is we need. He brings joy to our lives in the cooing of a young child, in the reminiscing of our elderly who tell us the stories of their own youths. I've learned so much going to nursing homes and visiting with some of our older parishioners here and at my former assignments about how life was when they were growing up how they had to walk up the hill both ways on the way to school and it snowed and you never got school canceled no matter what. And I said, I remember those days. And then I moved to Oklahoma and we get the threat of snow, cancel everything. But we find joy, my brothers and sisters, in the life being lived around us. How then do we proclaim that joy with our own lives? No, not everything is going to work out perfectly. Things won't always go as we want them to go, as we plan them to go, even as we pray them to go. In fact, many times in life we pray for something and God does answer our prayer and he says, no, not right now, not in that way, not in that time. And so we either come to acceptance of that response or we get angry with God. We get angry and say, God, why would you not give me what I believe is the best? And he says, it'll be okay. It'll all work out. Just have a little faith. And that faith that we embrace, my brothers and sisters, is the faith that we profess every time we come to this liturgy. We profess our faith in God. 
Not faith in man who will always let us down, but our faith in God who is trustworthy every time. Not the way that we are trustworthy or the way that we want to accept it, but the way that he seeks for us to know his love, his mercy, his peace, and ultimately his joy. For he is truly the reason for this season of Advent to truly prepare our hearts to receive Christ at Christmas. Yes, he was born over 2,000 years ago. And yes, we receive him every moment of every day. But we have to be reminded every once in a while why we do what we do, not just what we do. Many people don't know why we light the rose or pink candle, what the ordering of the lighting of the candle is, why we wear different colors of vestments, and everything that the church does, we do for a specific reason. Because everything that God does, he does for a specific reason. Not to make your life miserable, not because he hates you and doesn't want to give you what you want, but because he knows in the fullness of time what is best for us in our lives, what we actually need. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten mad at God in my own life and said, God, why would you do it this way? But then at the same time, every time that I've had that response to God, eventually he's shown me the answer. Normally not right away. I didn't know why I failed out of college for about the first 10 years after doing so. I look back and see that as one of the biggest blessings in my life because it made me wake up. I didn't understand why my parents taught me the way they taught me, why they forced me to go to church. And now I look back and say thank you for that. Because if they hadn't forced me to go to church when I failed out of college and moved back home, I may not be a priest today. Kids, force your parents, force your kids to go to Mass. Kids, force your parents to go to Mass. We're all in this together. We don't always get what we want when we want it. But the Lord knows exactly what we need to hear exactly when we need to hear it. And it's us that is stopping that message, not Christ that is stopping from preaching. The last line that Christ said to the disciples of John, I think is important. Because many times we don't listen to that line. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. How many times do we take offense to God? How many times do we offend God? Do we blame God? Are we mad at God? The beauty is, he can take it. And the even beautiful, even more beautiful beauty is, I don't know how to say that, (laughs) is that no matter how mad and upset we get at God, he's still going to love us, no matter what. That, my brothers and sisters, is where we can find joy in life, is remembering and realizing the why. Why do we come to Mass? to give praise and thanksgiving to God for all the blessings we have in our life, those that we've seen and those that we don't quite recognize yet. 
So may we truly, my brothers and sisters, as we go through this preparation time of Advent, as we come to this Gaudate Sunday, which reminds us to, the, to let us rejoice, may we truly rejoice today for all of the gifts and blessings that God has given to us. And then may we be that blessing to everyone we meet from now until the day the Lord calls us home.